Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great start to your morning. Hope you were listening to the first hour of the program. If you have not, I would encourage you to go download it. Make sure that you don't miss it. Um, we have been talking about it being the one-year anniversary of Rudy Gobert testing positive for COVID and the entire world of sports shutting down as a result. It's wild to think about how insane the past year has been, but almost simultaneously with that, Big announcement from the Texas Rangers being willing and able to step out and say, we are going to be 100% full of fans when we open our Major League Baseball season in Dallas area at the Texas Rangers Stadium with the Toronto Blue Jays in town. All the fans that want to come are going to be able to come. Now, you have to wear a mask, but this effectively to me is a major signpost in ending any kind of argument about the world of COVID and its impact on sports because it has been a full year and it will be a little bit over a year, it appears, before we go back to full stadiums or arenas. The last full crowds that we saw in the NBA happened a year ago on March 11th, 2020, in Oklahoma City, 
when the Thunder and the Jazz walked out for their game. Word came that Rudy Gobert had tested positive and they canceled the game right then and there. We actually had the governor of Oklahoma on. I'm not sure if we can track that down. Maybe we'll play it for you tomorrow because I do think the story, he was there. Kevin Stitt, the governor of Oklahoma, uh, was present. Uh, He was taking one of his kids to that game when all of a sudden the news broke about Rudy Gobert testing positive. And from that moment, the NBA basically shuts down. And then all of the conference basketball tournaments are underway. And they shut down. And there are teams pulled off the court either in the middle of the game, as happened in the Big East, or as they're warming up to prepare to play the game itself, as happened in many other conferences. And so it's exciting if you are a college basketball fan to be able to just experience the basketball tournaments, the conference basketball tournaments, back and ready to roll and everything being set up for us all to be able to enjoy these. I'm ecstatic about it. I'm also really excited about a guest we're about to debut. We're going to do a little bit of a short open here uh, for the second hour of the program because Will Kane formerly of ESPN Radio, now with Fox and Friends, Saturday and Sunday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, that television program. Many of you will have watched it. And he's about to debut a twice-a-week podcast, but he did a lot of work with First Take back in the day, Stephen A. Smith and uh, Max Kellerman. And also, he has done a lot of radio. He now is going to be joining us weekly. A lot of you listen to The Will Cain Show on ESPN Radio And I'm excited to have him on weekly with us to dive into a lot of different topics. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy those conversations that we are going to have. So we have got an absolute loaded program for you. Coming up next, Jeff Schwartz. But I did want to say, as we are getting ready to finish off this hour, congrats to the NHL players because... It evidently is the case that there was and is a lot of demand for the NHL product. And the NHL, after a 17-year absence from ESPN, ESPN has stepped up to the plate and said, we want this product back. And I think it speaks to the overall popularity of streaming now that so much of these games will be accessible through ESPN+. Plus. And we are now at a major inflection point as cable and satellite channels are experiencing new challenges. And as many of you out there are cutting the cord, so to speak, you're all signing up for all these different streaming services. And so the NHL has sold a large amount of its games to ESPN to be included on ESPN+. And so the downside, I think, in many ways is A lot of you thought, hey, without a cable or satellite subscription, I'm going to save money on these streaming services, but all of them are piling up now. And I was counting the other day, I've got nine different streaming services that my family now subscribes to, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, Disney, ESPN+, Plus, which is a part of the bundle, Hulu, also a part of the bundle, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Paramount, And also the HBO Max. I mean, it's crazy how many of these different streaming services you and me and everybody else out there 
is going to need to be able to sign up for in order to get all of our sports. For everybody out there who used to complain about just having one remote and the cost of a cable and satellite bundle, it's way more complicated now to figure out what you're going to be watching. But again, when we come back, short segment here to start the second hour because I'm excited to debut Will Kane, Elt Will Kane on Twitter, weekly guest with us now. He makes his debut on OutKick next. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be one of the most talented guys, I think, in media, certainly one of the most talented guys who used to be full-time in sports media. Now he has got a big-time gig on Fox & Friends Saturday and Sunday from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern every weekend. He's going to be debuting a new podcast in April twice a week. Many of you probably have listened to him on the radio at ESPN over the years. He is going to be joining us weekly. Uh, as we move forward, he is Will Kane at Will Kane on Twitter. You can tell him hi there. You can thank him for coming on the show show will i'm excited about this we did a podcast a while back and the feedback was phenomenal uh i wanted to let you kind of get your uh, y- your bearings in the new gig and you guys are doing a fantastic job of the morning show on saturday and sunday and now we're through sort of the craziness i think and so i'm excited that you're going to be with us i think uh, our audience is going to absolutely love it thanks man i'm excited to be doing this every week with you i think some out there whether they love us or hate us considered this probably to be an inevitability. I don't know that I thought it was inevitable, but I can tell you that I'm excited to be hanging out with you once a week. I think it'll be really fun. All right, I'm going to tee up easy here. I bet you are excited to talk about this because I know it's exciting to be able to talk about everything, but every now and then there's a sports story that you really care a lot about, and you're like, man, I I know that feeling where you're like, I could spend so much time on this topic alone, and it's been a topic that everybody's been talking about for a couple of years. You are a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott yesterday introduced uh, officially alongside of Jerry Jones, $160 million deal. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys' commitment to Dak? I'm sold. I bought all the stock. I doubled down at every dip. I am refusing to sell. I hold all the Dak Prescott stock that exists, Clay. You know, when we do what we do, you take certain risks throughout your career when you have a take, as people like to call it. When you have a strong opinion that goes against the grain. I have been all in on Dak from the beginning, and it's probably my biggest ROI on any take I've ever had. Biggest return on investment, because I was told that I was all the usual stuff, a contrarian, a hot take artist. I didn't know football. By buddies of mine like Dan Orlovsky, or nemesis of mine like Stephen A. Smith, 
and I say nemesis with my tongue in my cheek. I like Stephen A. But I was told I was wrong, and Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback, man. I have the stats to back it up. He has the wins to back it up. And if you watched that press conference yesterday, man, this dude is just a dude. I, that's the leader that I want for my franchise. Dak Prescott will win at least one Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. I feel very confident in that. Okay, so when you make a decision that you're all in with a guy who is your franchise quarterback or your franchise you know, stalwart in some way, a lot of times there's a game you can look back on and you'll think to yourself, man, I knew it then. Was there a moment like that for you with Dak or was it a gradual, I believe in this guy as the leader of my team? I think it was a gradual belief that built over time, but there are moments to stick out. I remember his rookie year. He beat the Green Bay Packers. He beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, and all of a sudden that was like, wow, this is different for a guy who is starting his first year to really do something the Cowboys had been struggling to do, even with Tony Romo as your quarterback. And then when they lost the Packers in the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers made an incredible throw, Dak brought them back into that game and battled. Yes, on the losing end, but again, I watched a guy that could take the game on his own shoulders and put the Cowboys in that contest. There were other moments throughout his career where he clearly was the factor in winning. But if you really want to know what I think is the most clarifying moment it's when he had that horrible fracture i'm pretty sure it ended up being a compound fracture of his ankle his lower leg just this past year the way his teammates responded to him the way he was just a leader and they all clearly rallied around him it's the way he sucked that up i don't know clay sometimes i overinvest in all the intangibles and who you are as a human being and your character but I just love that about him. Hey, here's a quick story. So Orlovsky, back in my ESPN days, told me this story. And if I told you this once before, forgive me. But he asked Dan Mullen, the coach of the University of Florida, who, uh, which quarterback was the best leader he'd ever coached. And Mullen said, well, I had a test. I'd take my ones and put them with my threes. I'd take my number one quarterback and put him with my third stringers. And anybody that could elevate – those third stringers up to competing against the first string, I knew I had something special. And then Orlovsky asked Mullen, well, who's the best you've ever had at doing that? He said, it's not even close. It was Dak Prescott. The guy's just a leader. And so I've seen that emerge over time. It is, it is interesting to follow and think about the trajectory of Dak Prescott and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I talked about this in a little bit in the first hour, and I'm curious if you've seen this number. This came from uh, Sage Steele, one of your former co-workers at ESPN, said, Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys in 1989 for $140 million. He just paid Dak $160 million, and the <laughs> Cowboys are now worth $5.5 billion. So Jerry Jones comes in for a lot of criticism, but as a sports business guy... He's one of the greatest there's ever been. Absolutely. He said in that press conference yesterday that anything that's ever worked out for him in business, he's overpaid for. He said, when I hunted for bargains, I usually got a bargain. But when I overpaid, I got exactly the star I was searching for. I think Jerry Jones also knows something about where the salary cap is headed, Clay. I think when he makes a deal like this, he understands that he can afford it and that the NFL salary cap will not hamstring him by tying it all up into one player. There's nobody that understands the business of football better than Jerry Jones, so I'm confident in him investing this money in Dak Prescott. You know, Will, I get a lot of questions 
about how you end up doing a job like what you're doing or what I'm doing. And I talked about this a little bit. I'm going to talk about it a bit more in the show today. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet was the speaker. Uh, I have a seventh grader at the same school in Nashville where his son is a 12th grader. And he talked about, I know we talked about this a little bit on the Wins and Losses podcast, which I would encourage you to, uh, if you're listening to us right now, enjoying this conversation to go check out. But Kirk was up on the stage talking to all these kids, 7th and 12th graders for the father-son dinner that they do annually at the school that our kids go to. And he said when he graduated from college, he had a $70,000 a year business opportunity offer. And he had a $12,000 local radio opportunity. And he took the $12,000 radio opportunity because he knew that was where his passion was. You've obviously had a lot of different career trajectories, but I just think that's such good advice for so many people out there. You know, back in the day when your dad or my dad or grandfather or whatever else, you found a job and you might have it for 40 years, right? You worked in a factory, you worked your way up. There were a lot of people who worked for their same company their whole lives. That doesn't really exist now, but passion probably matters more now today than it ever has before because you're probably going to end up shifting and going in different directions and sometimes you have to go back to go forward and I just thought that was so well said by him and I bet I know I've certainly seen it in my career I bet you've certainly seen it in yours as well so let me let me address that with two different parts of my life and we can separate it by two different words sacrifice and then passion taking a job for markedly less than what his market value was to do what he wanted to do. When I graduated law school in Austin, Texas, the University of Texas, a lot of my buddies were getting jobs, first-year jobs, making $150,000 a year as a baby lawyer. This was during the dot-com boom. Austin was booming. And everywhere you turned, you could go get incredible amounts of money. And you know as well as I do. You don't know anything as a first-year lawyer. So it's absurd. Zero. Yes. Money. And instead... I went to work for something like $15,000 a year at a small-town newspaper outside of Austin in the Hill Country. And I did that. I made that sacrifice because I had a longer vision in mind. I did the same thing when I wanted to get into television. I worked for free for National Review and then Fox before I could get a paying gig. I was always willing to sacrifice the short term for the long term. Now, I know that the wokest of the woke out there will listen to that and say, well, that's a privilege in some way, and they could come after me the same way they tried to come after James Slater for some kind yep. of privilege. And to that, I say, bring it on. I know what it means when you take something less than what you're worth and what you have to do to sacrifice and have a bigger goal in mind. And that brings us to passion. You know, we talked about this in the Wins and Lost podcast, but I did start a business, an entrepreneurial venture. I started several. But I started one in the Latino market where I created a magazine, a website, and an event company to help girls plan their kids in Europe. That's when young. Which Latino. I still think is so amazing. So. You were you were like, <laughs> I am going to be the, what is it, 15 right. years old, the quinceanera? The 15-year-old the Hispanic girl party magnet. Like, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to dominate star, yeah. this field. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and it failed. Uh, so what, what I learned about that, and I had had other entrepreneurial ventures that had succeeded, Clay. What I learned about that was I just have to be passionate about what I do next. Because when you fail, there's nothing to cushion the reality of how you spent the last several years. When you succeed, hey, the dollars cover up a lot of time spent that you didn't enjoy. When there's no dollars at the end of that rainbow, there's nothing to cushion the question of how did I spend my two or three years. For me, I was not passionate about quinceañeras. Thank goodness I wasn't passionate about quinceañeras. But it really focused me in on, okay, then, 
Well, then whatever you sacrifice next, whatever risk you take next, just be passionate about it every day so that whatever the outcome is, win, lose, make money, or don't make money, that I'll be happy about the outcome. We're talking to Will Kane at Will Kane on Twitter. I'm excited to have him weekly on with us now. We talked about the Dak Prescott contract. The NFL salary cap has been set. A year ago today was the evening when Rudy Gobert tested positive and basically sports shut down. Where were you when that happened, and what did you anticipate on that day the future looked like? I don't remember specifically where I was. I kind of think I was on air, Clay. I was hosting the Will Kane show on ESPN Radio, which was an afternoon drive show, 3 to 6. And it felt like, to me, it was happening during my show. It felt like the dominoes were falling. I feel like it was the Big East tournament and then another conference tournament. And then Rudy Gobert touched some microphones. And before you know it, the dominoes were falling out of control. And look... You know, I was living in New York City at the time. I'm in Texas now, but I was riding the subway to and from the South Street Seaport headquarters of ESPN. I remember looking around the subway thinking, who's sick? Who's touching what? Do I need to be not touching masks, by the way? weren't even part of the equation at that time. Oh, yeah. Nobody was thinking anything about masks. And I just fear drove every decision. And you know as well as I do, we were all afraid in the beginning. And, and you know, from the President of the United States on down to business owners to individuals making choices, we just need to get our feet under us for a minute and figure out what this thing is. And I just remember everybody, you know, feeling afraid. And, and I understand, by the way, sports leagues or governments or everybody there in the beginning shutting down and saying, let's, let's figure out what's going on. But I think it didn't take much time after that until we had to start letting rationality set in. So you're living in Texas now. News came out yesterday the Texas Rangers are planning on 100% capacity four Major League Baseball games. Uh, theoretically, if people want to go, they'll sell the tickets. Jerry Jones said during the Dak Prescott conversation yesterday that he expected fully for there to be a hundred thousand, sorry, a full stadium, 100% capacity for Jerry World down uh, in Dallas in Fort Worth area. And, and obviously the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has opened up everything for purposes of the state of Texas. As a Texan... How happy are you to see, not only in the world of sports, but also the larger sphere, Texas leading the way in many uh, aspects back to normalcy? Well, I think Texas is leading the way, but I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And I know you've given him a lot of credit over time, and that is Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, yes. I think, has truly led the way. I think that he took a lot of slings and arrows when it wasn't easy to do, to stand up against that kind of pressure, to lead Florida and allowing that economy to be balanced against the public health needs. I give him a ton of credit. Governor Greg Abbott and Texas are now stepping up to follow in that path, and they should, because Texas, and I said this yesterday morning on Fox and Friends when I hosted a diner from Texas, um, this is a free state culturally. Like, the mindset is free. This is not an easy people to push around and mandate and dictate to. And so this is policy catching up with where I think not all, but much of the state's mindset is. And that's why it should work, by the way. Politics should reflect the will of the people, not the will of the bureaucrats or the quote-unquote scientists. It should reflect what we want. And I think Texans, as I think Americans are, capable of balancing common sense, the real science, and their needs to live a normal life for their business and for their children. And I think Texans can be trusted with that. So I'm glad that Governor Greg Abbott is allowing Texans to make those free choices. 
When you look, uh, you were talking earlier about Stephen A., uh, a guy that you worked with and obviously has reached an apex of the sports media universe. I don't know if you saw this story, but Skip Bayless getting $8 million a year. I came on and said, look, I mean, I'm a capitalist. I root in the same way that an NFL quarterback would for anybody in media to raise the floor, right? Raise the ceiling so the floor beneath Mm -hmm. me gets raised as well. What do you see, though, as you look kind of out at the media landscape? There's a lot of people abandoning uh, sometimes cable and satellite uh, there are a lot of people watching things on YouTube every day. We had a good article from Bobby Barack, who I know you know uh, at OutKick, sort of analyzing some of these massive audiences that now exist for sports media. A lot of people watch Stephen A. or Skip or Cowherd not on the networks but on YouTube. I'm sure you've seen that happen with several of your uh, your videos that you have done as a part of Fox and Friends as well. Where are we headed, like in the larger media landscape? You you've been involved in business before. How do you see the media landscape playing out in the years ahead? A great fracturing. I think that people will dedicate themselves to voices and personalities that they trust and who's, who have earned their trust. And then, by the way, they'll probably um, be dedicated to those personalities across the spectrum. So take me. I think you apply, this applies to you as well. You know, it's not just if, – if I am – um, if I'm fortunate enough to earn somebody's trust on issues of sports, then perhaps some of that trust will translate over into my views on politics and news. And it comes from a place of authenticity, a place of um, strength, meaning are you willing to, willing to stand up to the herd mentality and groupthink and pressure to fall in line? And I think what people will do is say, you know what? I love Tucker Carlson. I'm going to listen to Tucker Carlson, whether or not he's on podcast or on Fox Nation or on Fox News. And I'm going to be interested in pretty much anything Tucker Carlson is interested in talking about. Clay Travis, I listen to him on, it's probably a different audience at various places, whether or not it's on your, your radio show, your podcast, whether it's on Fox Sports. Um, or your Periscope show, I think that you're doing it the right way, and people are going to get attached to to uh, human beings. And I don't even like calling that personalities, right? Because that turns us into that BS, like, well, a brand or this. It's just we're human beings. Just like if you were sitting at a backyard barbecue and you met, you met another human being that you enjoyed talking to them and hearing their point of view on something, in a way, media is becoming more and more like that, just at greater numbers. You're communicating with greater numbers of people. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I I don't think there's any doubt at all. And speaking of communicating to bigger and bigger numbers, obviously your Fox and Friends audience is massive on Saturday and Sunday. You got the twice weekly podcast, an audience that has declined. And I jotted down these notes because I imagine that you kind of were, I would bet, although I don't know that we've talked about it, 1990s era NBA basketball was an absolute monstrosity in terms of the number of people who watched Jordan, uh, the uh, the end of the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era, the Bulls' first dynasty, Isaiah Thomas, like Carl uh, Malone, John Stockton. I can run through a litany of just unbelievable superstars from 90s era NBA. 22.9 million people, Will, watched in 1993 the NBA All-Star Game. That's the most who's ever watched. There was, at that time, a population in the United States of 250 million people. In the most recent NBA All-Star game that happened on Sunday, 5.9 million people watched. There now is a population of 328 million. So they lost about 75% of their audience, while the overall available audience 
increased by around 78 million people in the United States. And I'm reading from my notes here. They went from around 9% of the United States marketplace being interested in watching their all-star game to 1.8% of the United States market watching their all-star game. Why do you think that is? Well, I have some answers. Before I give you the answers, I'd love to ask you this. Have you looked at the numbers of what the NFL has done over that same time frame? Yes. It's a fan. As a, percentage of, as a percentage of the population, their market share? It's, fast. It's, it's a great question, and I talked about this uh, when we talked about the NBA All-Star ratings. The Because some, some people will immediately say, well, that's because we have more entertainment options. And I do right. think that factors in on some level. But the number of people who watch the NFL now compared to who watched the NFL in 1993 has increased by a massive amount. And I think, like, my theory on that for the NFL, by the way, is uh, you didn't ask it, but I'll tell you. I think it's fantasy football, right, which rose with the rise of the Internet and gave everybody an interest in almost every game. Uh, And it is also just I think the NFL has the perfect sport because even in an incredibly busy world – you can watch your favorite team play every weekend for three hours and be able to talk about that team in a great detail with everybody else out there, whereas I think people have more difficulty following Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, because when we were kids, there wasn't that much entertainment out there, but nowadays, it's hard to keep up with the team. So that's kind of my theory in general, but it's a great point because there are a lot of people out there who say, oh, the NBA is catching up with the NFL. That was actually much more true in the 1990s when the NBA was setting records. The NFL records were set in the 2010s, not in the 1990s. So the reason I asked about the NFL, and you pointed to it there, is the question of whether or not audiences are fracturing up. In the same way we talked about personalities fracturing up news and commentary, were audiences fracturing up into various entertainment choices? But you're pointing out, well, the NFL has managed to grow in that same environment. So no matter what you're watching Breaking Bad on AMC or Walking Dead or Netflix or whatever you're doing, even in that multitude of choices environment, the NFL has managed to grow where the NBA has shrunk. So here are my three and a half reasons why that would be. Number one, I think the audience of the NBA, the the value of it, the appetite for the NBA was inflated for quite some time. So that's really for two reasons. So one, big rights holders like ESPN had the NBA, and therefore a lot of commentary around it was in the service of driving audiences towards their live rights products. So we were yep. constantly being told the NBA is important, the NBA is important, which outpaced the actual market appetite for it. They yes. told us we wanted it, but we didn't really want it like it sounded like we did. I think what reinforced that secondarily was social media. Now, this is where we get into sports in general has become such a groupthink lockstep you know, echo chamber, and social media has served to enforce that, that it makes the NBA seem bigger than it is as well. Everybody in media, sports or not, processes what's going on in the world through Twitter. They think that is what's going on in the world. And if you you thought that, you'd think the NBA was huge because it's big on Twitter. And third, I would say the NBA has taken an active stance to push away. That is an odd thing for any business to do, but it's clear they have pushed away a good chunk of the audience saying, if you believe X, we don't need you then. We're not interested in your, in your fandom, right? If you disagree with us on Y, 
fine, go watch something else. And that no, you really have a hard time finding successful businesses who have ever adopted that mindset. And that's what the NBA has done. And the last little point I'd make, this is my half point, is putting your highlights all over Twitter I don't think is a great choice for your business model of getting people to watch your product. I think most of the people who discuss basketball don't actually watch basketball. They watch highlights, they watch some YouTube clips, and they tell you you don't know basketball. But they didn't watch the full game like you might have done. And so, therefore, the NBA is not getting a full ratings point from that quote-unquote viewer consumer of the NBA. They watched some House of Hoops highlights or something like that on a social media platform, and therefore they think that, you know, whoever, James Harden is the greatest thing there is. They didn't watch the full game. So I think all those things are contributing to attrition in their audience. You got five more minutes with us? I'll always hang out with you as long as you want. Uh, All right, we got five more minutes coming back with Will Kane to finish up the hour. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Will Kane, who will be joining us weekly at Will Kane on Twitter. Thank him for coming and hanging out with us. You can react to his takes there. Will, do you actually spend less time on Twitter? I think we talked about this a little bit before. Do you check your mentions? Like, all I do basically is say what I think and follow the people that I follow. I spend very little time now actually reading the comments. Now, I will go in sometimes and just quickly favorite But I very rarely respond to anybody because nothing really gets resolved. I'll tell you what I think. You can agree or disagree. I'm curious what your way of using social media, Twitter in particular, is now. Okay, so, you know, this is my greatest weakness of being a quote-unquote media personality. I stink at social media. I've gotten way better since the last time we talked about checking my mentions, so I don't do it very often. But let me tell you, and Clay, this might interest you, the difference between being in news and sports. In sports... The the acceptable line of thought, the fashionable line of thought, the enforcement mechanism for groupthink is your fellow sports journalist. Yes. So when you say something, Clay Travis, that they don't like, they are the ones that come after you and really try to shame you back into line. Yes. In news, it's something else. They are a secondary mechanism. In news, there's entire hit organizations designed to take me out of context or clip me in the most unfavorable light, whether or not that's Media Matters or Vox or the Daily Beast. And they are truly malevolent actors. And what they do is they'll clip me and they'll say, I said something I didn't say or cut me off short. And then, by the way, then the journalists can jump on that and do their cowardly dogpile. But the point I'm getting at is when that happens, you tend to go viral a little more often. And I do look at my mentions like, oh, what did Vox have to say today about how stupid I am? It is funny. Like every now and then somebody like I'll go in because I like to make sure that I'm not, you know, like to see what the topics are, that I'm not missing something that's trending in the world of sports. And every now and then I go into trending topics and I'm like, oh, I'm trending, you know, and I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm trending for now. Right. Because I say so much on a day to day basis. And sometimes it's for something old. Sometimes it's for something new. Sometimes it's for something where like I, uh, a couple of months ago or whatever, I went on Ben Shapiro's show and it was Ben talking to me that was trending. And then I was trending because I was on with Ben. Like it's it's so arbitrary when and when you're not trending. And it reminds me of when I first started in media, I, you know, I like to go see how the University of Tennessee, which is a team that I grew up rooting for, how their recruiting classes were going. And I remember Not that well. sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My team's, <laughs> the, my team's stinking is the only thing that keeps me humble. Uh, I, I went on and, uh, and 
I remember when there was a thread about me, and I'm like, man, this is crazy. I'm just a fan trying to check and see how uh, you know the the team is going. And this is one of the first times I remember seeing anybody react to anything that I'd done. And I still think it's just kind of strange to be sitting there on your phone and be like, Clay Travis is trending. And I'm sure when you see Will Kane is trending, you're like, I mean, it's, it's just yeah, kind of an you know, out-of-body experience so in many ways. I hate, yes. I hate talking about it because it's so narcissistic. But I'll tell you this, it has truly taught me, and this is so odd, I imagine, for somebody listening because I'm in the media. But it's just hard to explain. You're a normal person, even, you know, like, I don't know how I'm in the media, but now I truly understand what fake news is. Like, like now that I see what these organizations, again, like the Daily Beast or Vox or Media Matters do, like, they're saying things that are completely the opposite of what came out of my mouth. And and then it, it, it becomes news articles and viral, and I have no control over that, which gives you a sense of zen at some point. But it's truly fake news. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating to experience fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You mentioned the media matters, people. Um, well, I've got quotes in my most recent book. I threw some of them on the background. Uh, and Media Matters, uh, this is one of the blurbs that I put on my most recent book. Uh, Media Matters did a whole piece on me, but the headline was, Clay Travis is a racist conspiracy theorist. Um, the Daily Beast called me the Alex Jones of sports. Uh, politic, Politico, I'm reading off the back now, Politico called me a well-paid darling of the alt-right. Um, and, uh, this is just, uh, Fox sports must be proud that it's morning radio host said the word boob 53 times today. That was actually the VP of corporate communications for ESPN. I remember thinking, I'm glad I'm, <laughs> how funny it was for him to uh, be sitting there with a, you know, like the notepad in front of him, like writing it down one after the other. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is a, sort of an arbitrary universe that we find ourselves in. All right. I asked teased as we went to break and I said, when do things get back to normal and normal is in quotation marks in the world of sports because a lot of people said oh donald trump will if he loses things are going to get back to normalcy it doesn't really feel like they have have we crossed the proverbial rubicon where sports can no longer just be sports i think we're going to have to fight for whatever we see as normal it was tempting to think that a lot of this was in reaction to Donald Trump, a derangement towards one human being. But clearly it hasn't gone away, Clay, with Donald Trump fading into the background for the time being. It's still here. We're still looking for the next crazy thing to cancel. We're still calling every single thing we disagree with racist. And it's not going away right now. You know, this is going to tie into what we were talking about as far as you or me trending and make it less about us. But I don't care as much as I used to because I also see how crazy everyone else forwarding the criticism actually is. They think <laughs> it's insane that we might want to open up our society and go back to normal. It's they true. Think it's insane that you would want to take off a mask or make a responsible decision for yourself in this situation. Or they have a hot dog and a beer at a baseball game, Will. Exactly. They think it's they think it's okay to cancel Dr. Seuss, Abraham Lincoln, Mr. Potato Head, the Washington Redskins. Keep going. You can go on and on and on. And so this insanity is going to have to be – and you and I talked about this. I know we're running up against it. The real trick is how you isolate this insanity as insanity because it's wielding unorthodox power, disproportionate power in corporate America. Too many media executives, too many CEOs, too many ad agencies listen to that insanity and think that is what normal is now. Amen. And I'll tell you this, and I'm sure you're hearing it too. 
I hear from a lot of people who are not traditional outkick readers, right? And in our business. And they're like, man, the world has gone insane, right? And, and they're just, you know, totally normal, not even necessarily political people at all. And they're like, there is a palpable, I think, fear out there from so many people about, am I going to lose my job over an Instagram post or a Twitter post or a Facebook post? Am I going to lose my job over something I did 20 years ago that somebody's going to dig back up? And I don't think that fear being suffused by it is a healthy way to live. Will, I can't wait to keep having you on. Uh, I think this is going to be fantastic. People are going to love it. Go follow at Will Kane on Twitter. Thank you for coming on. Watch him on Fox and Friends Saturday and Sunday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And when that podcast debuts in April, a couple times a week, encourage you guys to go download that as well. Yes, sir. Thank you, Clay. Talk to you next week. For sure. That's Will Kane. I'm Clay Travis. We come back. Hour number three of the show, we are rolling through one year ago, sports shut down. What have we learned since? I'll talk about it. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 